This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Today we're hopping on Highway 2 and heading east to the Twin Ports where we'll check in with Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service. And we head down to Aiken to find out about our Lake of the Week with Aiken Area Fisheries Supervisor Rick Brusowitz. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck and I'm probably gonna need it. My luck is gonna change, I can feel it. Paul Bunyan. Love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're heading over to the Duluth area, Duluth Superior area, checking in with Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service to see what's going on. Jared, how's it been for you? You know what? We are off to the most unique situation we've ever had in 13 years of guiding with the late spring and the cold temperatures. I mean, as of this interview, it was 49 degrees here yesterday, and everywhere <laughs> else in the Midwest seemed to be, you know, mild. I couldn't believe it. Wow. You guys yeah. still wear layers? Yeah, we, we, we had our, my clients actually had ice armor on the boat last night, and, <laughs> you know, kind of a special episode happened on my boat in 13 years of guiding. I had a proposal where, uh, the one guy got down on his knee, proposed to his fiance, and I've never had that happen. Caught us all by surprise, and uh, what a what a, what a great experience! All, out of all the fish I ever catch, you know, you, you you remember a lot of them, but this is one I'll always remember. You know, my first uh, uh, engagement on the boat. Yeah, uh, well, for, fortunately, uh, she didn't say no. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, boy, she yeah, yeah right. Is there going to be a drowning? <laughs> but yeah. No, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. They caught some fish, and uh, you know things are heating up around here. Things are getting better now that we're climbing uh, 
closer to technically summer. So, I mean, uh, we're, we're on our way. You know, let's, uh, you know, I've talked to you a few times, so I'm pretty familiar with where you like to fish and, and what goes on over there. But for those who haven't heard you before, you know, we think of your area, we think of Lake Superior. We figure everybody goes fishes on Lake Superior, but that's not even really where you spend the bulk of your time. No, we spend most of our winters on Lake Superior, but for uh, for a conversation, honestly, we have uh, the pick-your-poison philosophy where we have stream fishing and reservoir flowage, inland lakes, and and the, just the, you know, just whatever different culture of water you want to fish. So um, we like to spend most of our time, and, and, and it's, it's on account of most of our clientele, they love to open their hearts up to the St. Louis River for people who have never experienced it. It's one of the u- most unique fisheries there is in the, in the world and um, the biggest est- biggest freshwater estuary that uh, is anywhere. So it's a lot of fun to bring people out there and show them around and, um, and, and catch some fish along the way. You know, and I've, I've talked to some folks because uh, uh, we talked to quite a few people in the Brainerd area, and that's it's kind of, you know, towards Brainerd when the Mississippi gets to be fishable, you know, wider and deeper and, and room to fish. Um, we don't do a lot of river fishing in our neck of the woods uh, in the Bemidji area, but uh, it's a different animal, isn't it? It really is. You know, my my Bemidji co- uh, career back in college, the only river fishing was, uh, you know, the Power Dam or whatever down there past Nymore and down the Mississippi, which which was a lot of fun when I didn't have a boat and I was a uh, freshman in college. But uh, you're right. It's a def- it's definitely on a bigger level. It's a, it's a lot of uh, landscape. And, you know, just from the city of Duluth all the way up to the Thompson Dam, that's uh, it can fluctuate between fourteen and 17,000 acres of water, depending on what kind of winds are coming off the lake and pushing water inside the estuary but uh, that's a lot of water and uh, we, we like to explore it all and what do you find in there uh, well we find everything you know obviously it's uh, the biggest walleye spawning habitat of western lake superior mm-hmm. and um, that's what most people like to go after the state fish is still the walleye but uh, uh, we always run into actually I had, a, I had a customer last friday his dad caught a sturgeon a 40 incher and then an hour later the young son he caught a 50 inch sturgeon so you know, you never know what you're going to get, but uh, sturgeon, muskie, walleye, perch. We're starting to see some white bass uh, infiltrate our fishery, which is new. Um, crappies, of course, uh, really drastic-sized panfish through the ice in the back shallow bays. But uh, just typical river stuff. I mean, just like the Mississippi down south of the Twin Cities, we have almost we, we have it all. There's a lot of different diversity, and, and uh, you never know what's tugging on the end of your line. Um, how's the bite been this year thus far? So I've been telling everybody, and, and uh, you know, it's no secret, any avid angler knows this, it, it's been a challenging start to the season. Uh, we had a late spring, and it took a long time for water temperatures to bump up to uh, conducive for uh, a hot bite. And, you know, we're getting there now, but, um, you know, I can't remember a time where I, I literally watched smallmouth make their beds in one night. So I was on a sandbar last week uh, fishing and, you know, catching a few walleyes and, and smallmouth around the perimeter. The very next day, that same sandbar was littered with a colony of smallmouth on their beds. So they made their beds overnight. It was one of the most, hmm. yeah, it was really, really neat. And I've never seen that happen. But, uh, uh, you know, fish adapt, and I think they're as, they're as confused as us humans. And, uh, but uh, with that being said, now that we're, you know, entering the, the confines of the summertime, uh, water temperatures are, are, are rising right now. We're looking at uh, just shy of 70 degrees on most of our inland lakes. And, and mid-60s on the river, and Lake Superior, of course, is still uh, very cold all the time. But uh, we're getting there, and um, we're, we're hoping that we have a, a late summer that grows into the fall 
because I don't want to get jumped out of a, a summer like we usually can have this uh, area of the world. Yes, I, I hear you there. That's for sure. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, I, I don't expect an angler to uh, or a guide to tell me, you know, a super secret small lake they love. But besides Superior, which everybody knows, what are yep. some of the better known uh, uh, inland lakes in that area? Well, the reservoirs that are uh, controlled by Minnesota Power um, are uh, north of Duluth. There starts with Fish Lake, Island Lake, Boulder Lake, and then the White Face Lake. They are all very excellent fisheries. They're a lot of fun to fish. They're they're big waters. Um, you know, just think of an old forest that got flooded, and so you got a lot of timber, you got a lot of sand and and mud and and, and vegetation that grows. I mean, there's a lot of ways these lakes fish, but they hold a really good population of uh, of walleyes. And, um, and a lot of it's natural and, um, you know, and some of those, uh, even have muskies in them. Island Lake, for example, is, uh, one of the un- unknown or underrated, I should say, muskie fisheries in the whole state. And, um, they always host the ALS tournament, which is one of the biggest, uh, fishing tournaments in the whole state and, uh, and what, and so forth. But if I was to name some of my favorites, because we have a lot of them around here, those, those are them. They're the reservoirs north of Duluth, starting with Fish Lake, uh, Island Lake, Boulder Lake, and Whiteface. And then, on the opposite side of the fence in Wisconsin, we have uh, some some great lakes too. The start of the St. Croix River is Upper Lake St. Croix and Solon Springs, uh, which also has a great walleye fishery and, and good panfish. Uh, lake Nebagman, Lake Minnesing, and then the Pike Chain heading east over towards Ashland, uh, outside of Iron River, is awesome, is very awesome as well. So uh, again, it's kind of pick your poison around here, but there's definitely a lot of options to bring our people to, and uh, we enjoy all of them. You know, and. And as you mentioned, it's still uh, walleye, still the king. But bass is getting more popular. A lot of panfish anglers out there as well. I'm sure you have uh, waters for all of those. That's right. We really do. You know, and I should, I should, and, and lots of guys know this, but I've been kind of saying out with the media and the public, the public uh, image right now is, I mentioned the beds with the smallmouth. We did not pick on those smallmouth. And same goes with these bluegills that are kind of making their beds or maybe finishing up or whatever, wherever they're at in their. Uh, uh, timing here, but let's not pick on vulnerable fish that are easy to catch. Those males are there to protect the nest. So to me, that's not really sport to throw a bait in front of a uh, a very defensive uh, uh, male fish and 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 kind of pick on them, and especially not to keep them because then you just took the whole purpose of uh, reproduction away. So right. I just want to throw out there, Kev, but uh, catch and release is a big thing for us, and conservation is a number one for sure. Okay. When people do fish during the summertime on Lake Superior, what are they going for? So right now we have a lot of our charter captains out, out around the area are, are uh, kind of trolling some flash or fly combinations. Uh, we're starting to get into a little bit of uh, downriggers, but mostly on the mostly not. Uh, a lot of uh, surface stick baits are catching a lot of fish, but they're catching what we call beach trout. So you don't have to go that far off the beach to catch these trout. They're usually about three, four pounders. And they're always mixed in with um, some clouds and some flurries of coho salmon. If you can run into a big pot of salmon, that could be a magical bite. And then some kickers along the way are brown trout. And, uh, of course, we got some nice walleyes that come out of the estuary and go back into Lake Superior for the summer where they live. So just kind of like the river or anywhere else, you really don't know what you're going to catch. But for the most part, Lake Superior is well known for its lake trout fishery and for good reason. If you come up here and you want to try to troll around some, uh, you know, nothing more simple than a rapala or a, or a rumble shad or something like that, a stick bait, you're going to find yourself uh, an opportunity to catch a trout and or a salmon. So um, some days are better than others, but that's the way fishing goes, and that's what, uh, that's what the guys catch around here. 
Hey, we've got much more with Captain Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service in the Duluth Superior area later on. But up next, we're headed Aiken Way for our Lake of the Week. I'm Bro Rosedown, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It's lake of the weekday indeed, and we are headed over to the Aitken area to check in on Big Pine Lake, and we have the area fishery supervisor, Rick Brusowitz joining us. Rick, thank you for being here today. Oh, you bet, Kevin. Glad to be here. Always happy to talk about lakes in our area. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You've got some good ones. Uh, I think one of the cool things for me, as as I've done this show in the Bemidji area for 30-something years and now have had the the excitement of being able to expand into the Brainerd and Alexandria areas, is I've got all these new lakes to learn about, and uh, and Big Pine is one of those. And uh, the thing about when you're in, in your area, Rick, you know, awfully close to Mille Lacs, close to the Brainerd Lakes area, in the heart of a ton of lakes, some of these cool lakes, that which might be really prime in other parts of the state or in other states, are just kind of forgotten about here. And I, I would, I got to think Big Pine is one of those that's just in the midst of a lot of good lakes. I think, oh, abs- absolutely. It certainly is, you know, between Mille Lacs and Brainerd area and and. And all the other lakes in the area, um, uh, it's it's it certainly uh, right right smack dab in the middle of them. And and you you said a moment ago, there's so many lakes up here that uh, you know it's hard to fish every lake, and so uh, somebody's got to be forgotten at some point in time. Well, 365 days in the year, if you could fish a lake a day, uh, you still would use up most of your life and probably not get all of them in Minnesota. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't learn them very well. Yeah, no, you would not. Well, tell us a little bit about this lake. Uh, what makes Big Pine a unique place to go fishing? Well, you know, Big Pine's a, a, a bit of a sleeper in that it's in the shadow of Mille Lacs. So it's, uh, it, it, it's a little bit quieter than you might expect on, on, on average. Um, it's, uh, it's got a decent walleye fishery from, from what we've been surveying, and, and that's what we're managing it for. Um, so it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of those, one of those lakes that's just kind of tucked away, um, big, beautiful pine trees on the shoreline and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a pretty cool lake. Is it a lake that's got a lot of development on it or is it kind of a very quiet lake? Yeah, it's, it's hard to get away from development <laughs> up in this neck of the woods. Yep. So it, it's got some, uh, a reasonable amount, that's for sure. Um, but it, uh, it, it still has some, you know, uh, uh, nice, nice shoreline. It's an interesting lake. I'm taking a look at, uh, the map here, you know, and it's, uh, it's got a lot of lines on it. There's a lot of structure on that lake. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, that kind of goes hand in hand with some of our better walleye lakes. Lots of structure, uh, gives, you know, a lot of habitat, a lot of habitat offers, you know, more fish usually. 
You know, and, and you've got, to, you know, uh, the, the survey I'm looking at is from 2016. I don't know if there's been one since, but, uh, you know, I'm looking at four fish and net for walleyes. You're down at three for northerns, but, you know, a, a better than average size northern than you see in a lot of lakes. Yeah, you don't you don't want to see a lot of pike in, in any kind of uh, uh, quality pike fishery. You want to see lower numbers, low single digits with uh, and, and, and decent size quality, and, and that's what we we see there too. Um, uh, we we did just finish a survey uh, this last summer, and the walleye numbers are down a tad, like around three and a half of that or so, but um, uh, still looking looking very good. Rick, um, I, I noticed there's some some largemouth in there as well. Is it, is it a good population? Secondary population? Yeah, from a bass perspective, it's uh, it's okay. It, uh, I think uh, we uh, electrofished it last fall and had around 66 an hour, which is pretty decent numbers. Um, size wise, I think they're okay. Uh, it's it's also got a very small smallmouth bass population as well. Um, we see them in the uh, most surveys, let's put it that way, we, we see evidence of them. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of a neat bass lake as well. The, the lake is is fairly clear, too. You know, you're looking at uh, Secchi Disc, at least when we do the survey, you know, anywhere from uh, 12 to 18 feet. Um, so pretty, pretty darn clear, which makes it a little bit tougher from the walleye perspective, too. Um, but that also makes for some uh, other, other fun fishing i do note that uh it says you've got some pretty nice sized crappie in there but it's not uh not a lot of them in there right that that's exactly and and you know what we see that time and time again is when you and just like the pike when you have a lot of them you often don't get the same quality um uh, as you do when you have uh, slightly lower numbers what about bluegills uh, there's some bluegills. I, I, I wouldn't say it's our go-to bluegill lake in the system. There's the, probably the best sunnies that you'll find are going to be the hybrids uh, uh, that that exist out there. So uh, you you can still get some, but they're they're not exactly the 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 reason that that most people go to to big pine. Uh, any AIS concerns on that lake? Yes. Yeah. There there is a zebra mussel. Mm. Um, I, I don't know the status. I, they they were first observed a few years ago. Um, I don't know that they've taken off like they have in many lakes. But y- y- you know, you just got to be careful and, and make sure that when you do come off the water, that you you uh, clean your boats off and drain your water, keep your plug out, all that good stuff. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, it's just uh, it 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 moves so quickly. There's no question about it. I know there's a ton of lakes. Uh, down in that area, and we're getting to see them, you know, all over the place up here too. The the good news on the you know short term that we've seen, and the anecdotal evidence is that the fish stay around. It's just you got to learn new ways to catch them. Right, right, yeah. It it's, it it becomes different now. I don't know that there's been any changes on this lake yet, um, but uh, you know we'll see. Uh, yeah, we had you know, like I said, we had some really clear water this year, but then again. You know, we saw some really, really clear water back in the early 90s, too, so. Does it get a lot of pressure? Eh, it's hard to say. We've not done a krill survey on this lake. Um, it gets some. I think it gets some from uh, from the, uh, uh, probably gets a little bit more now uh, in the last 10 years or so with the more restrictive regs on Mille Lacs. 
um, but overall not not as much as some of our area lakes near like Farm Island for instance which is very nearby you know, again, when you when you have Mille Lac so close and so many other well-known lakes so close, I think that's kind of a charm of some of these lakes is they're, they're probably going to be fairly healthy because you're not going to get the kind of pressure you might get again if this was the only lake within 50 miles. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly the way that works. Um, you, know, you, you spread out the hurt a little bit yeah. <laughs> um, to, to everybody's benefit. Hey Rick, if we want to take a look at this lake and give it a try, if we're down in the Brainerd area and we said, you know, and we said, oh, I haven't even uh, thought about fishing this lake. How are we going to get there and uh, and get on the access? Uh well, you know, it's pretty easy. Uh, it, it's there's a road. <laughs> now you're asking me tough, tough questions. <laughs> I know where the road is and I know how to get there myself, but I'll be dinged if I can tell you what the name of the road is. But it's just. Uh, from the junction at, at, in Garrison, um, it's just north a little ways, uh, uh, and uh, I think the road is uh, somewhere near Miramar. Uh, you, you hang a left, and the access is right in there. <laughs> There's a road sign off of Highway 169. Okay, got it. Uh, it is our Lake of the Week. It is uh, Big Pine Lake in the Aitken area, and Rick Brusowitz, the area fishery supervisor, had the details. Rick, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. You bet, Kevin. Have a good day. Up next, we head back to the Twin Ports and check back in with Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service. I would say that the listeners of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country are the smartest people on earth. And that's proof that no matter what Rylander says, Jason Durham knows what he's talking about. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. It's time to check back in with Jared Houston of Houston Guide Service in the Duluth Superior area. And, Jared, do walleyes in the estuary behave like walleyes on Leech Lake or Lake Bemidji or Cass Lake? Not at all. It's, it's absolutely different. I, uh, you know, I, I find it as a field trip when I get outside of the area and I go visit Lake of the Woods or somewhere else or come back home there to Bemidji and do some fishing. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of Lindy rigging or dragging or any of that stuff. Our fish are usually caught in very shallow water, you know, one foot to three feet of water. And that could be in the middle of summer when the water temps are super spiked. They're really uh, very shallow biting fish, and uh, it makes a lot of fun. Uh, with that being said, you can't see them because we have a, a, a kind of a coffee stain, real dark color to our water. But uh, we do a technique called the spider crawl where we'll literally throw some long rods off the side of the boat, 10 foot six or, or 12 foot rods. And we'll just kind of trickle along uh, a super shallow flat and have, if you could see them, there'd be fish right next to the boat. But uh, that's the whole magic of it is all of a sudden you get a fish like, oh my gosh, that fish was right there. And uh, it, it's really certainly a, a treat and it's a lot of fun to, to fish them that way. And uh, yeah, definitely very different than a lot of other places in the world for sure. And what are you throwing in front of their nose? Well, it, we do a, a mixture of crankbaits. We've come to a, a technique where we can actually troll crankbaits and uh, spinner harnesses at the same time. 
Um, now our crankbaits have to have a long bill on them because we want them to make their motion and they, they, they'll dive down, uh, you know, in three feet of water. You don't want to go very fast with a long bill because it'll dive right in the bottom. But we also want to go kind of slow. So we, we'll use some smiley, not smiley blades, butterfly blades from Northland Fishing Tackle. And we'll, uh, we'll you know, you control those things down to a quarter mile an hour. And these big stick baits will just kind of hover just enough to get some attention. But uh, usually that's kind of the one-two punch is uh, crankbaits at the same time as trolling harnesses. I don't know a lot of guides that can do that, but we've got that figured out, and it seems to work for us. Okay. What kind of sizes are they compared to walleyes elsewhere? Well, you know, it's really interesting. We just had the uh, Wisconsin DNR and Minnesota DNR come through uh, and, and get a survey done, and it sounds like our walleye numbers are back to where they should be. 85,000 uh, around is the, is the uh, uh, approximate count. And it sounds like we've had some real good year classes over the years. So, you know, we, and I've seen it also, we, we, we catch a fair amount of fish between 17 inches all the way up to 28 inches. Um, but for the mean or the average size fish, I mean, they're always good, that plump 18, 19, 20, 21 incher. And, um, and, and that's fun. You know, it, you bring out anybody, that's a fun fish to catch. And, and because they're river fish and estuary fish and Lake Superior fish, I, I honestly kind of think they fight a little bit harder than other areas of the world. They got a lot more Rocky Balboa in them, and uh, <laughs> they can they can certainly tug. And, and sometimes you think you got a big pike on or a monster walleye, and it ends up being maybe a 16 inch walleye. So you never you, they can surprise the heck out of you for sure. But uh, that's what makes it fun, and that's kind of the average size. Now, are you from that area originally, Jared? No, no. I grew up a river rat in Stillwater, Minnesota. And then my junior year of high school, my parents relocated their construction company to Osceola, Wisconsin. Both those cities are on the St. Croix River, where I cut my teeth. Then went to Bemidji State for my career, and I decided I never wanted to go back down toward the cities. So I came over to Duluth and made a living here on the uh, the waters we got around here. But uh, yeah, in a nutshell, it's kind of my background. Stillwater, Osceola, Wisconsin, Bemidji, and Duluth and Superior now. So plenty of fishing opportunities, but uh, but a learning curve when you headed in, when you ended up in the Duluth area. As is as is life, Kevin. Yeah. You never know where you're going to end up, but uh, all of it's pretty fun and exciting. How, how did you decide you wanted to get into the guiding biz? Well, that's kind of a long story, but in a nutshell, you know, out of college, I had a, a degree in uh, from Bemidji State in industrial technology with a construction management emphasis. And right off the bat, I was uh, one of the unfortunate young kids to be a victim of the economic downturn and uh, had a great job right off the bat, lost my job, bought a brand new boat right before that happened and had to figure out a way to pay for this brand new boat. And, uh, you know, the the timeline of events just kind of worked their way in. I met the right people, you know, the great people in Bemidji that have guided over the years and uh, you know, guys like Paul Nelson, uh, you know, rest, rest in peace and, and guys like that. But, um, and then, and then just bumping heads with, uh, bumping elbows with the guys from Lindard Angling Edge and, and just, and, and you and, and all the media stuff and all the support we've had over the years has been fantastic and just kind of, uh, helped us, uh, build our story. So. Okay. Well, we'll get the details on how we can uh, book you if we're going to uh, do a fishing trip over there a little bit later on. But I do need to uh, bring up Bemidji State Beaver football as a, you were a sure. Beaver football player. Uh, and you got to be pretty proud of this team uh, after last year, the finest season in history. You know what? I went to the game. Uh, I, I, you know, we're very, very close with uh, Coach Bolte and uh, and some of the staff still. 
and uh, we were texting when they were in town for the Duluth Bulldogs game, and and I said, Brandy, we're gonna you know postpone this uh, trip this afternoon. We're gonna we're gonna go watch this game, and I am so glad we did to watch the Beavers beat the Bulldogs on their home turf, <laughs> first time since World War II or whatever it was. Yeah. Just watching as a spectator, you know, reading the news and 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 getting the emails from uh, the alumni association and so forth. It's it's been awesome, and I'm very proud Beaver, and I'm very proud of our team. And you know, on my on my boats, if you ever see pictures on our social media or whatever, you always see me wearing a white full brim hat that has a Bemidji State logo on it. I don't even know where I got it. I think Coach Bolte may have mailed it to me or something. And over okay. the years, it's definitely got some sun on it, but uh, that's my lucky hat for sure. Well, that's great because, you know, we got here in Bemidji, you know, you drive around Lake Bemidji, all you see is those stupid NDSU and UND flags everywhere. So it's great you're in Duluth wearing Bemidji State gear. You got it. You know, you'd be surprised. There's a few. There's a few uh, humble Beaver fans around. You just gotta. You gotta look the right places, and they're 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 here. Oh yeah, it was a great year, and, and boy, uh, for a guy who liked fishing and football, Bemidji State couldn't have been better. Not just because you're on the shore of the lake, but that whole coaching staff they they all love to go fishing. Oh gosh, they do. I get I get emails all the time. Hey, what's working? What are you working on? And 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 uh, and, and so forth. You know, Coach, Coach Bolte especially, and. Uh, some of the old coaches, Coach Tesh always sends me an email. You know, his daughter, I believe, is going to UMD, and we're still trying to work out a day where we can get him on a, on the boat. But, uh, yeah, those guys all love to fish, and, and I couldn't have picked a better place to go to college, that's for certain. Great coaches and great guys. Uh, what, a, what a great place to, to play football. Yes, sir. All right, well, are you familiar with the Fast Five? No, remind me, maybe. <laughs> this is new. We just started it this year. Okay. I put together a list of a hundred and some questions. We do them five at a time, so this will be your first venture. And we okay. just call it the Fast Five. We ask you five quick questions to learn a little bit more about Jared Houston. Shoot. Are you okay? Here we go. I think I might know some of the answers to these, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go with the uh, the more obvious ones in the first round. So here we go. Fast Five. 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 Question number one: What is your favorite fish to catch? Walleye. Absolutely. Since I was a little kid, Dad, you know, and my grandpa and alike, they all turned me on to the walleye. Yep. See, I, I, I was going to guess that. <laughs> what is your favorite fish to eat? Halibut from Alaska. Wow. Okay. All right, here we go. What? Now, this is going back. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? Oh, gosh, it's got to be a sunfish, and I couldn't tell you how old I was. It's definitely beyond my memory, but uh, I know I got pictures in the photo album from when I was a baby that holding the fish. I couldn't <laughs> tell you how I caught it, but there are there they do exist. Okay. Now, I think I know the answer to this one, too. Besides fishing and hunting, what is your favorite sport? Football. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and this one I have no idea, but I'm really curious to find out. Question number five. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh gosh, that's the tricky one. You know, I, I love the movie A Runner, uh, A River Runs Through It. It's a fishing movie with Brad Pitt, kind of back in the '90s, and I, I, it's just kind of catered around fishing. I also love Grumpy Old Men. That's a that's a that's an impossible question, Kev. I love so many movies. <laughs> I do too. Uh, you know what? Grumpy Old Men can't go wrong with that. Yeah. When you need a break, that's a great movie to watch. And A River yeah. Runs Through It is a really cool movie too. So. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. Your first Fast Five. Uh, many to come, Jared, just so you know. Great. I'll prepare for next time. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, Jared, if people are headed over your way and do want to 
do some fishing in your neck of the woods. Uh, how do they get lined up with you? Well, you can find us on the internet. It's uh, just like the city, HoustonsGuideService.com. You can call me at 218-393-4962. We also got uh, the Facebook social media thing, the Instagram. We've not jumped past and started doing this Tic Tac and Snap Wap or whatever the kids are calling these uh, other social platforms yet, but uh, we're working on it. But uh, if you want to get a hold of us, just uh, you can Google Houston's Guide Service and she'll pop right up. All right, Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service in the Duluth Superior area. Excellent angler, a former Beaver football uh, player. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong. That's that's a two for two right there. Hey, Jared, thanks for your time today. Always great to talk to you. Hey, love you guys. Take care, Bemidji fans and the like. I like you guys. Good luck fishing, everybody. Well, as always, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks also to the guests who took the time to be here. Jared Houston of Houston's Guide Service in Duluth Superior and Aitken Area Fisheries Supervisor Rick Brusowitz with the details on our Lake of the Week. And again, subscribe to the podcast any way you want to, Podcast One or the PodMN app or wherever you get your podcasts because then you'll be able to listen to all interviews in their entirety and when it's convenient for you. Coming up on our final show for the week tomorrow, Nate Blazing talks Brainerd Lakes fishing. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.